What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Inside the Mind podcast. Recently, we hit the fifth year anniversary on Falcon, and we thought it'd be a great opportunity to myself and the coaches to do a special podcast. We wanted to kind of keep this very raw, open. We get a lot of questions on a regular basis, and we thought this would be a great opportunity to celebrate and really address some important topics in this industry so you can have the most vetted information for your journey. This industry is all about guidance and you can build up a lot of bad habits and go around a really dangerous road that just leaves you chasing your towel. We kind of aim to address that in this episode. So we're really looking forward to it. So joined with me is Mr. Abdu and Ibi. How are we guys? I'm doing well yourself, Ibi. Mark, how are you both? Very well. Doing great. Doing great. <clears throat> Apart from my tooth extraction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. So bear with me guys. Um, but yeah, so fit five years, it's pretty crazy to even think about that it's uh, it's gone by with a, a blink of an eye honestly you know when you're when you're in the trenches and you're you're building things i only literally a couple of days ago took some time to just take a step back and think wow five years five years is not a small amount of time it's also not a long amount of time you know you, there's still a lot of things to do um yeah so many so many moments so many milestones so many uh, ups and downs but through all of it I am pleased to announce that everything from a journal that was actually written down has played out, which is, uh, I would say that's the coolest feeling. I, I was going to say, how, yeah. how does that actually feel? You, you know what I mean? Like, I know there's this one side about writing your goals and, and doing all these things, but to, to actually start something and build the infrastructure and I don't want to say defy all odds, but we know the, the statistics on businesses mm -hmm. and surviving five years and all those things are really not good you know, have you processed it? Are you on the other side of it? Is it kind of still like, has this actually happened? Yes and no. I was actually, funny enough, I was speaking to Alex about that um, yesterday. And the interesting thing is, it's a little bit like trading, right? So uh, after I defied those odds of, you know, being past the statistic of where most people would give up, they wouldn't really persevere. I kind of instinctively already knew, look, I've, to, to do this in trading, I almost feel like, some people have a better chance in business than trading sometimes Like you could open a bakery or something and probably have a better chance or you could open a golf shop or whatever it is. Trading is very difficult because of the emotional volatility of how well you mentally have to perform. So I kind of looked at it like, well, if I could do that, the more difficult side of it, surely I can run a business because I've treated my trading like a business and then done other businesses. So I would say I kind of expected it to happen and not in an egotistical way from a planned and deliberate way that why wouldn't I, you know, if I done that, I knew I could do that. But I would say the feeling is almost pinching yourself. I'm just kind of looking around. I'm, I'm looking around my house. And I'm thinking I have to remind myself constantly it happened. I done it. Like everything's there. And I think what tends to happen when uh, people don't have a goal further than that, which I think is the big destroyer, which is a good point to talk, talk about right now. If you don't have, goals further than your goal it will destroy you we saw things like for those of you that are into martial arts boxing etc tyson fury right what an incredible mentality that he has and what he's won and what he's achieved yet uh we've all know the story of what he went through the depression wanted to take his life like all these type of things it just shows you and what he spoke about really interesting which i'm so grateful that i instinctively knew was you have to have something further than that because if your goal is to do this, 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 and then you do it, you almost lose a, a sense of urgency and purpose that, well, I've done everything now. So what's the point in doing anything else? And then it goes the other way. You almost, it's almost anti-climax where you then feel deflated. I'm glad I've kept that fire burning to the point that, right, we've hit the fifth year anniversary. And I feel like we started Falcon a week ago. 
from all the plans we've discussed, et cetera. Do you see what I mean? That's how it feels. And I'm glad I've done that because that's what's kept that fire burning. And then now it's going to go even bigger than what we've done. I think, I mean, you said so many great things there and, and there's a few things that stood out. One of them was, and I'd be curious for your opinion too on this, if it was, was the part that you're saying it takes a lot of emotional decisions, right? And, and between businesses and trading. And I think you're spot on because I think in a lot of areas of life, you can kind of put a lot of things on autopilot. You know I mean, like you can kind of get to a point where some level of infrastructure is enough to keep on going, you know, whereas in trading, like you, you take your, your, like you lose focus for just a bit and all of a sudden you've missed positions, you're tilted, you're taking all these things. And I, I think I've always found it rather interesting because, you know, you approach social media and, and, and like not to take away any glory from anyone. I understand everyone that I seem to see on social media is a billionaire and also, and fair enough, but simultaneously it's like, everyone wants to tell you it's robotic. Everyone wants to tell you like, it's just, you know, stats and which is fine. Fair enough. Like I, I agree with the logic. I don't disagree with that, but I think there's a tad level of like, and, and I guess maybe this question is also to you at Mark of seeing that over the years as, as social media has become more dominant now, you know, um, in, in terms of like how much people claim they don't allow emotions to get to them, you know, like I refuse to believe a lot of people would have a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend and just trade perfectly fine. You know, maybe if that's your common thing to happen, fair enough. But if it's an out of their event, I, I just don't see it, you know, and that's without like, I, I don't know what both of you, what's kind of your opinions on that? I'll be keen to hear your thoughts on that first, Ibi. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't believe it either. You know, like at the end of the day, we're emotional beings that tend to rationalize things, right? So we can't ever block out emotion. There's no such thing as when people talk about mechanistic trading, systematic trading your your system should already account for that but you can't systematically trade as an individual in its entirety because we have emotions that we're dealing with so i find that the best traders tend to not block out the emotions but they witness them they don't judge them they leave them at the door before they actually make a trading decision so it doesn't actually influence the decision and then people that can repetitively practice that don't actually allow their decisions to be emotionally driven from trade a b c and d and onwards right so i i definitely disagree as well when people see that they just trade emotionlessly or, you know, their, their entire trading is just purely mechanistic. I'm sure, Mark, you've had a lot more experience. You can probably see the sort of uh, peaks and troughs over people's trading journeys. And like you said before, dealing with a business in trading, in the trading industry, it's more emotionally volatile because of the customer base you're dealing with as well, right? Because people come with all different sorts of personalities. People say one thing, people say another thing. I'm sure you dealt with people like that before. What's your experience been like on that? Yeah, uh, the most volatility out of all of it, as you just hit the nail on the head, that, that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this, because I, I could see that a mile off that people's issues wasn't always necessarily uh, technicals from that respect, because there was still even when I started, there were still other strategies that could perform, right? However, I could tell like you speak to someone for two minutes, and mentally, there wasn't there. And I was searching racking my brain for a, a long time thinking, Surely I can't be the anomaly. You know, I'd met a lot of traders. Like I'm not the only one. There's other good traders out there, but you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how many people uh, still didn't have it. And when you ask some simple questions, uh, well, what's the vision for you? What's your goals? What's your plan in the next year? They haven't got a clue. Mm -hmm. And no wonder they don't get results is because the, the universe has a funny way of stopping you achieving your goals when you're not clear. Like when you don't know what's happening after the fact and you just kind of, like, I'll just go with the flow. Those people don't achieve shit. They don't achieve anything that you have to know where you're going and it has to be clear if you want to be successful. If you want to be like kind of successful and get a little bit of results, of course you could passively learn and say, there'll be someone out there thinking, well, I'm getting results. I don't have longer term goals. Of course that can happen. But 
hyper successful people don't do that they're very clear and they they know exactly why they're doing what they're doing i think that's the part of it but yeah you, you're 100 right the emotional volatility of human beings that i've seen on one day uh say that they, they love falcon and the next day they hate it like literally the that polarity of like the complete other side but like bipolar to the point that's quite scary how emotionally volatile and influenced people are which actually gives me more of a challenge and that, that was the point um that prompted me to create rewired even more right because I, I psychologically already knew that at the beginning but i didn't realize how bad people really don't know themselves you will be surprised how many traders need that uh, alpha male they don't have it they don't have that guidance they don't know anything about inner circle. They don't know anything about boundaries. They don't know anything about standards, non making things non-negotiable routines. I mean, the list goes on of things we've spoken about in Falcon for five years mm. that in my opinion makes up a well-rounded just business person that can cope with all of these things. They yeah. don't have it. So yeah. then we had to go deeper into like the trading psychology of how that all links together. So uh, for me, I've, I've seen it and I don't see that changing. I'm sure you've yeah. experienced it now that you're coaching people even more. Oh, 100%. That's what I was going to mention just then is that I've started implementing that a lot on, on the coaching calls just briefly um, with certain students that I know have more sort of psychological issues, so to speak. <clears throat> and it's very, very funny how when you just phrase it a little bit differently, they actually extract information entirely different. So a lot of the guys I've spoken to have already purchased and gone through Rewired. Um, but all we did was I was like, okay, well, you've seen your trading weeks now you can clearly see there's a root cause issue to your performance here because of a psychological reason, whatever that might be. It might be they're holding a mental image of what their future is like. Exactly. They've got pressures in their life and they're bringing forward that mental image every single time to see a trade, right? So a winner or a loser is essentially a gateway to that future image to them psychologically. And so I'm like, okay, what you can do is now that you know what this image is or what particular issue you're dealing with, go through the module selectively now and then handpick which modules fit that particular issue. And then there you go, the magic happens, right? Where they didn't actually think of that before. So it's not just about having content there, watching it and taking note and going forward with it. It's handpicking them. And it, again, it's building self-awareness to see what issues have I got. And then I can handpick and select to see those issues solved within this series here. So there's ways to use it and there's smart ways to use it. When you use it in those ways, and when you build creativity in terms of how you do those things, you see a massive array of things appear for you. hundred percent. I find it so fascinating, fascinating. And I'm sure um, I'll be curious to hear your opinion on this after how a one person can see something and someone can see something entirely different. And the core for me just comes down to the extreme ownership of just making do with what you've got versus this average mind that is always searching for something extra. It's why we ask these questions as to, What's that one thing? You know, understand where that psychology comes from. What's that one thing? What's the uh, the three tweaks that you made? Like, think about that. It's that core of what is actually in front of you, right? We need to get stuck. We need to start getting better at asking better questions as to what do I have in front of me and how much do I know it? That's not the topic of a conversation. It's always what more can I add? What can I be doing differently versus what about what you've already got? How well do you know that? And that's not the thought process it's not normal to think like that. So uh, for those of you listening, I mean, don't judge yourself too hard. You have to train your mind to actually think like that in the moment to go, wait, what have I got in front of me? How well do I know that? And what else more do I need to know 
of that first as they often say right success is not about doing extraordinary things it's actually about doing ordinary things in an extraordinary manner which is how well do you know the basics it's kind of like phrased the same way mm -hmm. curious to hear your thoughts now abdu I mean, it's a big one. Um, uh, funny enough, I'm going to go out of character here and, and like, it relates to two things. One is experience. I was going to make a gym comparison, which I know I hate myself for doing right now. Um, but well, I've, what got, is a, I've got a driving that, one for you next. Seriously, right? But what is something that people that actively go to gym got right is they understand they just have to keep repeating the reps and that's it, right? And, and it's almost, it's not even probabilistic anymore. Like you tell them, hey, what's the super diet or hey, what's this? Or what did you, they're like, dude, go an hour a day, do your reps, do them in form, exactly. proper, like proper till failure, somewhere between one to three years, you'll get your body, right? And like, depending on whatever macros and stuff, but it's, it's very simple in that way, right? They, and, they, and if you try to ask them, what's that one thing, they'll just look at you like you're stupid, right? They're like, dude, there's, you know, you can't, I can't ask you how many sit-ups until abs, you know, and you're like, yeah, man, 5,012, and that's it, you got it, right? And it's a countdown. Um, and, and trading is also similar, but the difference is, is there's actually certainty in the gym, right? Like if, if you do enough bench presses or variations of whatever, right, you will eventually get the pecs you want or whatever with, with the right nutrients, of course. In trading, it's rather interesting because now you're you're doubling down on that emotional side and, and as well as the, um, the 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 probabilistic side, right? And this is the part I've always found interesting because if you take into stuff into consideration like average household income, where people come from around the world, experiences growing up, beliefs, that's the part that where I find it kind of rather interesting. Everyone's kind of ignored all that. And it's like, why do you believe what you believe? And I don't mean like some big religious part. And, he, and honestly, you can even consider religion, right? Like if you, if you say someone, if someone's like, let's say born, and it's not a shot at any religion or anything, but it's like, if you're born into a religion, that is something you were kind of told to do in a way, right? Exactly. And then you're like, yeah, you know, like I was born Muslim, right? It wasn't, it wasn't really a choice. I didn't come out to Jews. I was like, okay, hey guys, I'm going to choose Islam now. This was just like, hey, my entire family's Muslim. I'm Muslim, mm -hmm. you know? So if, if you then at some point have, have a question of faith, for instance, and this is the same thing in trading, right? Or let's just say, can you actually have more money than 50K annually, you know, which like roughly the, the median salary in North America um, and, and, and how to respond with that money, you know, when, when you've lived paycheck to paycheck, and all of a sudden you're, you're trading a prop firm account and you get that one payout of five, 10 K it's very different. And, and you're supposed to be neutral now and grounded. It's like, how is that possible? How can you now have such an influx and not respond to it? And, and when you now take that a step further and you look at all the intricate details of trading, right? Everything from understanding value areas to imperfect price action, to evolving with the market, to risk mitigation, to risk reward, to how to extract, to how to pivot, to stay neutral. All the things that are taken into consideration in, in a fraction of a second, that takes time to build all that up, you know? And, and, and that's the part where I, I think there's just a huge lack of love for experience. You know, and, and I'm completely at fault for this. I was that person too. Like when I was like 18, I thought I knew it all, you know, like, and, and maybe I was above average, like from a IQ perspective or whatever. Right. So it, it did fuel my ego in that way. And I remember one, one particular person told me, it was like, Hey, just like, he's like, you'll see it in time. What I mean, you know, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't a deep shot. It wasn't anything. It didn't humble me in, in the more traditional sense of embarrassing mm -hmm. me or anything. It was just very calm and normal. And I was like, he's like, you'll value experience one day. You know, and and it and I did. And, you know, looking back, and I was like, wow, I was like, I was such an idiot. Seriously, you know, and you know, it's normal for adolescents and stuff. But I, I think in when, when someone asks you a question like, how did you know to place that trade? You know, and it's the thousands of hours coming back together in one moment. You know, and and when you're only 
early on at, at like a couple hundred hours. I get it. It's annoying. Exactly as you were saying, maybe each trade is a move forward or a move backwards. And yes, that's actually kind of logical, but it's also incredibly illogical when you think about it because you don't actually know the value of each step. It, you know, like I could take a trade today. I don't know how much it's going to play out for. Like I can't actually know that ahead of time. I can have an idea based off metrics and stuff, but you won't know for sure. And if you extrapolate that same logic and kind of blanket to everything else, how do you actually know the quantitative value of each day in your life? you know, and how that's progressing. And I've, so like, I, I don't want to put a tangent here, but that's, that's kind of the love I've had for experience over the years. I'm sure you guys have too, you know, as you've appreciated more and more into your journeys. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean, Abdul, like what you mentioned there, right? Through each step, what you build is character. And I think a lot of people don't actually understand this part. And we emphasize it a lot, right? I mean, webinars and, and everywhere is character, character, character. Because without that, how are you going to sustain the achievements that you're looking to achieve? right? <clears throat> of course, Mark's here to talk with more experience, but when you scale up more and more capital, how do you know that money's not going to destroy your life, right? Sometimes these experiences actually shape you in a certain way, right? So when people go out on, on social media and talk about, oh, typical struggles of a trader, they're not typical struggles of a trader. Everyone's got to go through that anyway. That's just, you've just got to toughen up. There's a lot deeper struggles that every individual has to endure, um, and they have to endure struggles that they're built for. So everybody has different types of struggles because they're built for different types of things, right? But the thing is, we cater for all of that, right? And I spoke about this in a read-only video recently, um, which to people listening might be a little bit controversial, but it's not just singularly community that's going to make you succeed. It's, it's utilizing that properly, right? Utilizing people ahead of you with more experience. That doesn't mean that you belittle those on the same level as you, below as you but you utilize your circle wisely because if you don't, you're going to get sucked into the wrong voices and those same voices will lead you into a hamster wheel you'll be on for the next five to 10 years, right? And it's shocking to see, and this is a question to Mark as well, how you can find people build character over the years, so to speak, um, but yeah, they, get, they still get sucked into miserable circles and miserable environments that essentially detriment their trading. Um, what are the sort of symptoms that you see with people that fall into that cycle, Mark? Uh, misery loves company. Uh, as as we know, we've all probably heard that before, and we have this habit, and I see this across the board. We have this habit of listening listening to opinionated people without actually just looking at their life. And as most simple, remember, the quality of your life will be on the quality of the questions. Ask a simple question: Does that person have what you want? If the answer is no, stop listening to them. It's the most simple advice. It's very damn penny of it, and he'll probably use a few more crude words. But you get the point. It's, it's that simple. So what we tend to do is that we tend to flock towards, again, I think it goes back to the root of not having uh, guidance and having that decisiveness to just make your own decisions, right? So then what do we do? If we're not comfortable doing that and we've not had that guidance or good mentoring friendship circles over the years, we tend to just listen to the next person who's got something to say without actually thinking, they have what I want. Have they gone through what I need to go through? Are they going to be there? What's the value? What's the character? Is that going to rub off on me? And they just listen and then they get brainwashed and then they get caught up into these negative circles that they don't even realize that are toxic and negative at the time. And they're, the, they're all the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And, and that is what the problem is. They're not actually with people further than them or have gone through that to do that. So the common traits are is that they just don't ask good questions and they're not observant or objective enough to actually... Yes ask the simple questions they ask the complicated ones right which is why do you think pe most people are obsessed with wanting to trade the most mechanical edge like think about it from a human psychology point of view we're always searching for what certainty 
and mm. that in uh, quote unquote gives us that element of certainty that we're after remember certainty doesn't give you success do you think elon musk has certainty in his business or he had it over the years do you think jeff bezos had certainty he didn't have any certainty he had a vision passion he gets on with it and mm. that is what how success is built you don't have certainty and i think the more you search for it all you're doing is just masking the insecurity of yeah. wanting this safety 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 you may as well just go work a nine to five if yeah. that's what you really want that's what you're actually asking you're you're trying to get that out of the market which the market mm. is random like you you could actually trade something quite systematic for a, quite a lot of months like i'm talking sometimes over a year 15 months and then it stopped working how mm. do you know in the moment that you're about to go through excessive drawdown how do you know to pivot on the 14th month you don't exactly. you don't and i've seen that in this industry a lot 100 percent, massive massive agree on that because i mean it just goes to show in the industry people don't even understand basic psychology principles right if we go back to how we've evolved over the millions and millions of years the basic thing that humans want and desire and crave for is certainty. So you're in a market now that's uncertain. How are you going to find certainty is by speculating or through a system, right? That predicates that. So if we try to understand that for a second, people don't even know that that's what their brain's craving. So they're not even working to rewire that thing. Exactly. If they can't even rewire their brain. How are they going to ever get close to any consistent success? And going back to what you said there with people aren't observant enough. I've had direct experience with it, as I'm sure Abdu has as well, as we come from being students. We still technically always will be students, right? A coach title doesn't necessarily mean we're not a student anymore. But of course, there was a point in time where, I'm sure every trading business has experienced this or will get to be experienced this, where people were dropping like flies out of Falcon, right? And at that time, I was not consistent. I had literally no reason to stay here. And um, my logic, which not had the best of me in times in life, but it, it came in and... I looked and I observed and I thought, well, do you know what? None of these people are consistent and neither am I. So why do I want to flock with the same group? So I looked around, I became observant and I realized I made my own decision, right? And I've always listened to people that have taught me how to think, not exactly what to think. So I cannot become sort of educated, uh, sorry, indoctrinated. I can educate myself on how to think, right? And that led me to make a decision. And if I hadn't made that decision and followed my gut, the same way I did when I left college, then I would have still been in the same group, not consistent, doing the same things over and over again, right? Now you fast forward time and I'm consistent. I've become a coach which I'm very proud of, right? Many other achievements with capital as well, investors, so many of the things that I wouldn't have achieved otherwise had I had listened. So I 100% agree. I've, I've directly experienced that. And to anybody listening, learn to think for yourselves, learn to think critically, but utilize people that are ahead of you to make those decisions because if you just learn to think of yourself with no basis, you'll make baseless decisions. Of course, hundred percent. And I'm really proud that you actually had the the um, uh, the mindset to deal with that in that time because most people wouldn't, which is why people made that decision and they're still not consistent. They're still going around chasing the tail. It's a reason why this happens. Um, and and the, the even more reason why it happens because you, you got to understand. Imagine there's a someone who's not consistent. Who, right it doesn't know something and then they make an informed decision that right this doesn't work even though they've got hundreds of other people that are doing it and it works for them they will make a decision nah it doesn't work so they will find other people that have that same insecurity that they've not built up that strength yet so then they will attach onto someone else who has that same insecurity going do you know what you're right and then someone else will go yeah you're all right and then you've got blind leading the blind and yeah. they all think they're making a good decision because they all agree with each other. So it sounds logical. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. If you decide that you don't like something, 
your comfort, your brain is always looking for validation to prove that to be true. Mm. So it's always going to find and search for what you've already told it, which actually works positively for us and negatively for us. Mm. You become as what Jordan um, Belfort says, a shit magnet, right? Yeah. Because you literally just attract it. So if you think, right, this doesn't work, you will find every reason to convince yourself that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. And then you feel good about that because you're like, well, it's justified now. You know, it doesn't work. Even though people in front of you are making it work. It's like, for example, we've got goals for those listening for the first time to have the 100 million fund, which is already a motion infrastructure built, right? One achievement that is within itself. It's not a small feat. It's not just linking up with anyone and getting a referral. This is like a, a clear 100 million pound fund. And people will see people trading like million, two million, three million this year and beyond and still go, nah, that doesn't work. Yeah. People are crazy. It's because they, they, can't, they can't observe and, and uh, look at themselves in the mirror because it's hard to go, no, I'm the one that didn't have the backbone. I was actually the one that quit. No one wants to convince, no one wants to own up and be like, you know what, I actually made a bad decision a year ago. Maybe that was the right place for me. They'll, their ego will just mask all of that and go, nah, that doesn't work. Even when they see people like bank 100K, which will happen, they'll still go, no that's no, not possible yeah and that's just the way that we live and this is human psychology which actually strives me more and pushes me more to actually create even better reputation for that so then those people that have been misled can then see that for themselves and feel comfortable enough to say right okay that was actually where i needed to be this is where i'm going to go mm. yeah because yeah, there's a there's a lot more things you've got to factor in aside of just how you trade right of course. it's it's the people that you're around is a massive thing that people don't understand because what about okay your your prime silver bullet here to learn to, to become a great trader is to learn off people who can trade well right so what about then when you scale up capital and you want to diversify your your profits or your gains into certain investments but you've got nobody in your circle that's got a clue in the world how to do that because they've not built up any wealth at all um then what you're screwed right totally so i think yeah definitely see that's our obligation in, in the near future and beyond to sort of bring back that professionalism aspect into this industry which seems to be like it's crumbling and falling and i've spoken to many many people that have gone astray and gone here there and everywhere and, and coming from a neutral point we're not saying we're you know the only method to trade in the of entire course. planet right but there's a lot more things to factor in for that as i just mentioned right and when you look around you can you can see the issues for yourself but there's been people who've gone here there and everywhere and they've always come back and said well do you know what we still lost I was exactly, like, well, exactly that yeah. people have said to me before isn't what you do quite basic tell me what's basic about banking 50k like please just tell me what's basic <laughs> about that like it's, it's backwards people don't understand what they're saying because remember our minds don't like things to be looking very simple and then get a positive result it's like surely it can't be that easy it has to be a complicated algorithm to warrant extracting that when the reality is the broker knows that and want you to think that because the more decisions and factor things you have to factor in, the more margin for error. So if you have to trade three times a day or check the trade every limit hour, right, you would then fall into this category of probably making bad decisions over a long period of time. Over the whole year, you probably won't be that profitable because, again, as Abdi was alluding to earlier, what if you have an argument with your spouse? What if something happens? You're going to be affected emotionally to some degree. And then your system is predicated on you making quite a lot of those decisions, what's the chances that you make deviations? I'm not saying that you 100% will, but it's a higher chance of you doing that. And yeah. we're dealing in probabilities here. So you want to remove as much margin for error as possible. And by the way, looping it back to what we spoke about earlier, 
I, there's nothing wrong with anything mechanical. You kind of want as much of a black box system as you can make it. Who wouldn't want that? Even myself, which is how we trade anyway. But you need a slight element of actually having your experience as to what the market is showing you in that unit of time, because price action is unique to be able to trade it. Yeah, that that's the that's the key thing there. You don't want this uh, trading off as your intuition and being like, oh, I've seen that candle. I'm going to just take this random trade. Like so what we do is very systemized, but mm. you you need that small element of experience to be able to interpret that bit of price in that unit of time. Because guess what? In five years from now, there will be more variations. And anything that is just so uh, rigid will eventually collapse and you'll need to evolve it anyway. So rather than going through that really horrible period of like doing well for a period of time and then not being able to pinpoint when something shifted or changed and then go through six months of drawdown, that's emotionally damaging and it it knocks your confidence. Imagine you make 100% a year and then you have to go through a six month period of drawdown because you you couldn't put that on yourself to be able to pinpoint when something was going to change. And then you had six months of bad results. Tell me anyone who's going to be confident after that. They could have made a million pounds. And if after that, for six months of making nothing, that would knock anyone's confidence. So that's why I'm a big fan of not obsessing over returns, like obsess over finding the right consistent route to get a positive return and then tweak and refine from there. That's the most important thing. I mean, that part right there actually kind of hit, hit it home for me because that, that's like, I made that shift ages ago and probably because of your mentorship, you know, and, and it was one of those things that, you know, the word, like the word excuse, right? I've never liked it because I, I feel like it was a bit derogatory. Like it, it kind of puts the person down, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just an excuse, right? Maybe there's some truth to that. But the thing is that I, and I'm sure everyone listening, right? What makes excuses good is they're actually like legit in, in the sense of like, I can understand like, okay, I'll, I'll give a recent example, right? For, for those of you who may or may not know, my, my grandfather is very close to me, passed away recently, right? Now, I can understand if someone resorted to, let's just say, alcohol afterwards. I, I really do. I, I, like, I felt the pain. I, it was really sad and, and stuff like that, right? You know, or post-breakup or whatever, right? Someone loses the love of their life. They go on to do drugs and alcohol. Is that an excuse? Because they're like, oh, you know, like, it's like, at what point does trauma and pain and obstacles in life go from the realm of like, that's just a shitty excuse to I get why you're doing it. And I think a majority of the time, right, and, and you can, I remember there's this one like, um, picture on Facebook, it's one of those like motivational ones, right? And it was basically this CEO dude, and then this homeless guy, and they were, and then, and then they both responded how, like, the question was, how did you, how did you become here, right? And the response was, my dad was an alcoholic, both of them, right? So they both took the alcoholic, likely abusive father and all that, and then chose their life based off those actions, right? Now, the homeless one, you could be like, man, you could have just made better decisions, right? I understand why he or she didn't. But simultaneously, when when you look at stuff like trading and uncertainty and stuff, and as you were talking about earlier, we we do want that certainty in in our life, right? And and in a way, like you could talk about like pension funds, which are already not performing well anymore at this point in time, post-COVID and stuff let alone how the hell they'll be doing 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. you know? So, so banking on the system to save you in that way is not necessarily even guaranteed, right? And, and even cost of living, all those things which I won't get into. So it actually became rather an interesting bet for myself because I was like, okay, how can I minimize, how can I give myself the most amount of certainty in the future? And, and, and I kind of played this mental game where I kind of put myself in a mental loop where I was like, if I were to repeat the same day over and over and over, what could I be doing that mathematically speaking, I should come out ahead 
after an infinite times of playing this loop, right? And and, I, and the reason I say infinite is because you won't have to play it infinite times. Chances are it'll just be a year or two or whatever. But like, let's just say, imagine you actually were trying to become consistent in trading and you dedicated 60 years for it, like seriously, six decades. It wouldn't take that long, right? But if you're hypothetically, you're showing up every day, you're actually asking yourself better questions, you're trying to improve, you will at some point break that loop. But the problem is, is people give up before the loop actually happens and they justify it, whether it's, oh, we know my family or my bills and all very legitimate like answers, you know, but you have to want it above all that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I guess to kind of shift the question back to, to, to both of you, and I guess maybe a tad more towards you, Mark, um, about kind of like the next five years of Falcon, you know, because one thing that I've realized in being in, in, in this game and kind of the entrepreneurship side of things is you think at some point, I, I wonder if you actually, and you've got this on the side as well, is did you ever feel like you'd run out of ideas? You know, because it, it, like from our team calls, I know we have so much more planned mm-hmm. and I, I, I've never in the recent times have had this feature of like, we'll never invent something new or improve or no, there mm-hmm. always is something. But I remember once upon a time, I was like, kind of scared that I'd have like this one idea and maybe in a parallel people think that like you catch that one trade that makes your trading career and you'll mm-hmm. just never have something like that again which has proven to be false so kind of what's your outlook on that next five years how you felt on it you know uh, for, for me very simple I've never ever had that thought and I'll, I'll explain why it's because what's happening now with the fund and where it's going is playing out for that that longer period so for example 2017 when I first started people asked me What's the future for Falcon? What does it what does it look like for you? You can go back to older webinars from day one, and you'll hear me say that it's not about the charts so much. It's not about forex as a whole. It's what it can do for you after the mat. So let's say there's a hundred people in the room at the time, and I say each one of you will have your own passions, own hobbies, everything that you like. This as a vehicle, what I'm teaching you, the guidance, the mentorship, psychology, everything puts you in a position to have a skill set for you to have options and choices. And when you have those options and choices, you can do whatever you want. So there is, there is, it's an infinite growth of like-minded individuals globally connecting with each other of actually building a community. This is not building, let's get the best traders. So then we're in no contact with them. That's not what I'm looking to build. I'm going to be very clear with that. I'm looking to build a community of like-minded people that we actually meet up with each other. This is what life is about. Life is about not just you being wealthy. Like what's the point of having, you know, $20 million in your bank account, no one to share it with, no experiences, no friendship, no nothing. Eventually you will get bored. You'll think, well, I can do whatever I want. No, eventually you'll get used to the fact that you can have 17 Ferraris. Like the, the novelty will wear off very quickly. So I see it kind of further than that, that, we have the opportunity to connect with people from over 100 countries in Falcon, and they all have different hobbies and passions and things they're creative about, positive change they want to do in the world. What we're providing here helps them do that and have the freedom to be able to accelerate that. What an exciting project to be involved in that we're able to witness that. For, for example, someone might have a project that they want to uh, clean up the oceans, for, for example, and then they're doing that based off of word of mouth, being part of an organization. Imagine you can make millions. Imagine you can make millions and you can actually influence that change on a mass scale. They say, oh, it's not always about money. Money talks and money makes impact and it has power and it has influence. That's been around from day one, never changed, never will. So it's really about that. That is what excites me. And then being in a room of like, right, with the funded traders, for example, we're meeting in all different parts of the world and one person's doing this, one person started this. We're all on the same page. We're all trading the same markets and we're all being very wealthy together as a collective, but we will have these individual 
uh, intricacies of what we're passionate about. And we get to almost maybe jump on that as well and help people. And I think that's the exciting part of that. I really want to be the, um, the pillar of hope for people. Cause look, we've spoken about a lot of things and people make mistakes. People are probably triggered by a few things, et cetera, but at the core of all of it, we want people to do well. You know, as you said, like, look, the alcoholic uh, example, some people make a good choice, some people don't, but you can kind of understand when some people just can't cope with that. Who is it for me or any of us to judge as to why you're a trader right now and you're just finding it difficult psychologically? You might have gone through some books, et cetera, but you're just finding it difficult. Look, not everybody is built the same, but just rest assured if you just have a bit of faith and give it a bit more time and you know people that have got your back and they're in your corner, it will play out for you if you just wait out that extra bit of time. It might be an extra year for you versus someone else and there's no shame in that. But if you just give up and complain, well, then you guarantee a life of mediocrity. And what's the point in that? I will never settle for that. And that's the kind of influence that I want. So that's the future of Falcon, just leveling up everyone and making sure that they have options and choices to just do what they want with whoever they want, when they want. Yeah, definitely. And just to finish off on that, <clears throat> you just reminded me of a point that I spoke of yesterday on the Instagram Live, which ties in nicely with the end of this podcast, um, was I asked people why they're actually trading, right? And it seems like a very easy, simple question. And all the answers, 99% of the answers were time, freedom, wealth. That was it. Just really vague, right? Mm -hmm. And um, of course, I get it. You know, everyone's got different goals and stuff. And I'll never believe the fact that someone just wants to have an average life when they're in an industry like trading. I just can't settle for it because an industry that's all liquidating six, seven trillion dollars a day, you're telling me you want to settle for 100,000 or 300,000 dollars, really? Right. And people are like, oh, no, but not, every, every, not everybody wants to aim high. Well, then why are you in an industry like trading for then? The fact that people are in this industry and they want to trade and learn this skill set is proof in itself that they want something different out of life. So the guys that sent the question, sent the answers in of, I want time freedom. I was like, oh, OK, OK, you get time freedom. You've got it now. What are you actually going to do in your time freedom? Don't know. Right. OK, I want financial freedom. I'm like, OK, you're financially free. What do you want to do now that you're financially free? Don't know. Right. So a lot of this industry now is actually predicated upon just very, very vague goals. Right. And of course, when you get that specificity in your goals and you actually understand, OK, I've got time freedom. And in my free time, it might just be you want to spend time with your family. Right. Some people are just fine with that. Some people might think, OK, in my free time, as you just alluded to, then I want to focus on my other passions that could be cleaning the oceans. It could be providing to the homeless or ending poverty in, in, in the world. My question is to people is you've achieved these goals now, right? How, what, what is your money going to do and how is it going to contribute to the world? How are you going to give back to the actual exactly. world itself? And people need to start home first before they can expand out. If you want to look to help people outside, help some of your family first, right? Then expand out, be there for your friends, right? Build loyalty in your own circle before you want to expand out. That's a really important part. And if people can aim, start to aim on those levels, they can start to see these things like consistency getting front. It's just like a walk in the park. Exactly. Right? But because they're holding on such a massive pedestal, that's why they don't get it. So I've been saying for so long, same as yourself, is that if you're aiming to get consistent, you won't get consistent. You've got to aim beyond that, right? It, it, when you look back at consistency and profitability, it was single-handedly in comparison to other things, the most easiest accomplishment. Obviously, it was difficult leading up to it, but in the bigger scheme of things, it's so easy. And people are just winding their heads over all different ways trying to gain it so you've got to aim far beyond that and really think when you're at the end of your life and you look back what change have you brought to the world and trading can give you that
hundred percent very very well said and that that is the the key bit of wisdom right there this is why i'm so inspired by uh what we have here as a collective right with the plans that we've got of course we we speak privately as well in our course as to what we're going to accomplish for the community i'm incredibly proud of the group that we have the individuals the mentality they have even just on the 50th anniversary we had of course the uh, the aftermath on all the tables and what I was doing is I was kind of just like jumping in, uh, listening in, just eavesdropping basically on a, on a few conversations, but no, it was so good to sit, to sense the, the level of maturity. That's what I would say as to how focused these guys are and how much they really want it. And when you hear that as almost a fly on the wall, we always talk about, we wish students could be a fly on the wall. It was such a great experience to be a fly on the wall and see those conversations and see people actually wanting to dig a, dig deeper into someone's problems that's a little bit further they might be slightly further than someone else and they're able to assist them say oh no i've experienced that this is what i've done and i think that is a beautiful place to take comfort in that wow i've got people that have my back that i've barely met you know because we often think that if we know someone for a long period of time that would suggest loyalty uh character but it, it doesn't sometimes people that you've never even met but you just met them online, have your back more than someone that you've known all your life. Yeah. And that's just the reality that we live in. So again, it just ties it back to this. Watch people's actions. Don't watch what they say. And if you can just take that, something I've even learned and that I've been I've guilty of at times because I, I tend to look for the best in people and uh, point those things out as much as possible. However, you have to watch people's actions, not what they say. Watch what they actually do. If you can take that into your life, you'll be so much clearer. But thank you guys, Abdu, Ibi. Thanks for jumping on. It's a, a all in all, this is just um, a pinch yourself moment. Five years in to where we're going, and I could feel it energetically. 2022, fifth year anniversary, just everything that's lining up now, and all the dots are finally connecting. And uh, for now, this year, I just want to see more and more people. Of course, the success of the fund keeps increasing, but I want more and more people to have those experiences where we celebrate. Right, this person's had their 25k withdrawal 50k withdrawal etc and what does it actually mean for that individual not just the money like what does that mean for them now does that mean that they're now in a position to quit their job does that mean they're now in a position to help pay off the family's mortgage like what does that mean and i think that excites me more for those and i'm sure you guys are as well 100 percent. absolutely i think it's it's going to be an incredible year and it will continue to do so where it's 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 honestly very honorable to be part of it you know and i think that's that's more than enough to say on that point but the lives that have changed and will continue to change has, has just been honestly incredible to see. Seriously. 100%. We're just literally scratching the surface, guys. So thank you all. Again, thank you for tuning in to this episode. We thought we'd just keep this kind of raw and free flowing, especially, you know, five years is a, a decent period of time to build the right infrastructure for people's lives. And when I see things like university, et cetera, people just kind of jump into things because they think they should do it. Imagine being in a place where you can come in knowing nothing about Forex, have everything from the basics all the way up to trading on a virtual floor and completely change your life. To me, that's an incredible achievement of what we've done at Falcon to stay on the long game, stay focused on a vision. We've never got distracted. Original ideas, not copy and paste. And we just keep moving forward. And I'm very, very humbled and grateful for the group that we have and the team that we have to keep driving that mission. So thank you for tuning in, guys. And to everybody in the trading, trading space, just wait it out. Wherever you are in your journey right now, if it needs to take a little bit longer, just stay diligent, stay ruthless, stay relentless on your craft. Sometimes it's the smallest things that you need to adjust in your life or in inner circle or a routine makes a bigger difference than what you think. So keep moving forward. Thanks, guys. Catch you in the next episode.